Hello and welcome to the new edition of Teaching Notes, the podcast of the Music Teachers Association. I'm Patrick Johns, musician, radio producer and music teacher and of course MTA member. I'm going to start this episode in a rather weird way with a quote from Lenin. He said, there are decades where nothing happens and there are weeks where decades happen. And my goodness, if ever that quote were applicable to music education, well, and the world in general, I suppose, it's right now. Schools closed, exams cancelled, remote teaching kicking in, and thousands of visiting music teachers finding their income dropping to zero almost overnight. And of course, the MTA conference being postponed. In these completely unprecedented times, these podcasts will become weekly to try to help us all come together, share ideas, solutions to common problems, and generally just be there for each other. Well, in this episode, God, where do we start? Well, firstly, to say that the report from the expo that I'd promised has been put on ice temporarily, I'm afraid, due to there being more pressing matters. But we'll share that later in the year. So I'm guessing that now we're all teaching from home and probably in similar but different ways, depending on school policy. It therefore seems to make sense to have a look at a few of the methods being used for remote learning and at some of the wonderful musical resources being made available to all in these turbulent times. I'll also give you the headlines from the latest government announcement regarding the cancelled GCSE and A-level exams, the coursework, the grades and how on earth that is all going to work. Well, as much as we currently know anyway, but things change day by day at the moment, don't they? Plus Richard Payne from Music First will explain in a bit more detail some of the resources they're offering for free and MTA committee member James Manwaring will give some food for thought at the end. Well, let's start with some of the websites that have come to the fore in recent days. One obvious one is Zoom, the many people are now using as an online meeting place and also a place for rehearsals. Definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. There are some websites that themselves are full of links to other sites. Three that I've come across that are great are amazingeducationalresources.com. It's not music specific, but it does have several great music links within it, including sites like artuzi.xyz, quavermusic.com and whirlyedu.com. That's W. U-R-R-L-Y-E-D-U dot com as well as more familiar ones like musictheory.net and Chrome Music Lab. Their website is musiclab.chromeexperiments.com and in fact one of the Facebook group regulars, Johan Ting, has set up his own YouTube channel, Mr Ting Teaches, to help explain how some of these sites work, so thank you to him. A school orchestra in San Diego has uploaded a very useful Google document with some terrific links to resources from around the world, such as the Berlin Phil streaming of concerts, the San Francisco Symphony's Keeping Score series, plus some oral training sites. So go to miramessaorchestras.org and click on Digital Resources. That's M-I-R-A-M-E-S-A orchestras.org. Education and Bass are offering schools free access to more than 1,800 music technology online tutorials, courses and lectures, Musical Futures have several links to resources to support us in this challenging time. It's all on musicalfutures.org. And of course, there's YouTube with an amazing wealth of resources, including documentaries, interviews and live performances. And more education-specific channels like Baronimo Music. Sibelius is offering some free licenses to its products, but only if you're already with them. And another well-known website, iCanCompose.com, is offering free premium online composition courses for any students working from home. Their courses include everything students need from start to finish, including model composition, video content, audio clips, and even downloadable manuscript paper. Teachers can request any one course on the website for however many students are in their classes. Just visit iCanCompose.com, click on blog, and then support for music distance learning. And of course, there are good old-fashioned Facebook groups. 
Key Stage 3, Music Hints and Tips is the main one, plus the exam board specific groups, Key Stages 4 and 5. Plus, there's a new Facebook group, the Music Teachers Association Staff Room, which we're keen should become your first port of call to ask questions and discuss issues. Please don't feel shy about contributing. We're all in the same situation. We all need each other more than ever as we try to provide meaningful musical education for our students. Now, there's one popular provider whose name was absent from the list I've just read out, and that is Music First. They have many, many online resources that are extremely popular, but of course, it costs. Well, not anymore. Here's Richard Payne from Music First. Over the period of school closure, we will be offering the Music First Classroom for free so that students and teachers have a solution for their music department. The software included in the platform ranges from oral training to theory to notation to sequencing, with programs such as Focus on Sound and Note Flight. The key to all of this is that teachers are able to set work for the students to do online. The students are able to then log on, they can do composition projects on Note Flight, they can do research on Focus on Sound, do tests, GCSE work and it's all there ready for them to do and they can then submit their work and teachers can then mark it or in some cases when it's a test it's automatically marked for them. For some people the best solution is to have one of the standalone applications so for example many people use focus on sound and if you're new to this uh, this is the perfect solution to have a distance learning program where students will have activities to do such as a project on one of the GCSE set works or to do some quizzes that you set them to do. The pro version of Focus on Sound actually allows you to create your own quizzes and your own lessons so that's the kind of perfect simple solution if you want to get going really really quickly uh, the music first classroom solution is a bit of a bigger application but it has a range of software applications within it we do have tutorial videos to help you get started my colleague dr jim frankel will be running webinars to help everyone get started with setting up and using the platform to get started you can email richard at musicfirst.com or matt at musicfirst.com and we'll get you set up and ready to go Thank you to Richard Payne from Music First. And if you're a provider of resources and would like to share what you're doing for music teachers at the moment, please do drop me a line, media at musicteachers.org. Now, one of the biggest shocks of this whole episode was the government's announcement that the exams for all GCSEs, A-levels and vocational qualifications would not happen this year. Many of us weren't prepared for that and immediately started asking questions, but only very recently has the government published any further information. This could all be found in a document called coronavirus, COVID-19, cancellation of GCSEs, AS and A-levels in 2020. So on the government website. As we're all busy at the moment, I thought it might help if I read you the main parts. Many questions are still unanswered, of course, and we can hope that these will be answered as soon as possible. So these are bullet points taken from different sections, but all relevant to us. What will happen to those who have already done some non-exam assessment? The calculated grade process will take into account a range of evidence, including, for example, non-exam assessment and mock results, and the approach will be standardised between schools and colleges. Ofqual is working urgently with the exam boards to set out proposals for how this process will work, and will be talking to teachers' representatives before finalising an approach to ensure that the approach taken is as fair as possible. Ofqual, the independent qualifications regulator, will develop a fair and robust process that takes into account a broad range of evidence, including teacher assessment and prior attainment. So that sounds good, but, you know, lots of unanswered questions. Will all students get their predicted grade? 
No. We know that simply using predicted grades would not be fair to all students. The calculated grade will take into account the teacher's assessment of the likely grade, as well as other factors such as prior attainment, so students' final grades will not necessarily reflect their predicted grades. Mock exam results will be one of the pieces of evidence that will be taken into account in this process, alongside other factors. If students have started coursework but it's not finished, exam boards will provide advice on this to schools and colleges as soon as possible. The calculated grades awarded will be formal grades with the same status as grades awarded in any other year. If a student does not believe the correct process has been followed in their case, they will be able to appeal on that basis. In addition, if they do not feel their calculated grade reflects their performance, they will have the opportunity to sit an exam as soon as is reasonably possible after schools and colleges open again. And finally, might the exams be reinstated if the coronavirus is not as bad as expected? No. The decision has been taken to cancel all exams this summer. So there you go, that's as much as we currently know. Moving on from the government, there is more general advice available for music teachers and visiting music teachers on the ISM page, that's ism.org. And here are a couple of other music industry bodies who are providing hardship assistance to musicians. Help Musicians, an independent UK charity for professional musicians of all genres, and the Royal Society of Musicians. They may be able to help with living expenses, rehabilitation, counselling, referrals, specialist practitioners, or consultations with financial advisors. And as you'd expect, MusicMark has links to many support documents, including, very helpfully, documents of collected advice regarding coronavirus. That's at musicmark.org.uk. Well, we're nearly done for this edition of Teaching Notes. I'm sorry it's been rather a lot of my voice this time. Um, But anyway, it gives me great pleasure to hand over to MTA committee member James Manwaring for some excellent words of wisdom. Hopefully by now you've had a chance to see my blog Um, regarding stuff for students to do at home during the whole coronavirus situation that we face. Um, If you haven't, then please do check that out. I've posted three blogs which are looking at how um, students can carry on working at home. I think the key thing for us music teachers is to make sure that we're giving our students a range of different things that they can be doing rather than just setting written work that we're encouraging them to listen to more music, to watch uh, more music online and to keep playing their instruments in whatever way they can. There's been lots of stuff um, online about meeting up virtually and virtual choirs and I think this is really exciting. It's definitely something we should be encouraging with our students. I think the key thing is that we keep them going, set work where they can keep investing time into their GCSEs um, and their A-levels. Obviously, now that we've had the announcement there's no exams, the focus really moves to Year 10 and Year 12. And uh, I'm planning on making sure that my Year 10 and my Year 12 come back to school, whether it be in July or September, full of knowledge, full of all that they need to know for the exam. I've said to them that this is a chance for them to really get ahead of the game and to know exactly what they're doing. Of course, the real danger and the thing I'm worried about the most is not having the students in front of me, not having the rehearsals anymore, um, not having the chance to just speak to them, to inspire them, um, to share my passion for music with them. And so aside from all the work I'm going to be setting and the websites I'm going to point them to, I'm just going to make sure that I share maybe a video message once a week, just something to keep them excited and to keep them interested in music. I'm going to keep a buzz going for the music department. That is just so important. And I really just encourage all music teachers to just keep sharing your passion for the subject with your students making videos is so easy you can go on instagram live or twitter live or you can record something and put it on your school learning platform i just really encourage you to remember that that the beauty of our job is that we get to inspire young people and work with them so i would definitely put some time into thinking about how you're going to keep in touch with your students using your school online platforms Um, because I think that they will be looking for 
that inspiration and that boost all of the time. I'm going to be also sharing with them what I'm doing because I'm probably going to have a bit more time to listen to music, maybe some more time to read, make music myself. I plan on on learning some more about the music tech that I want to use. And so I just want to keep them inspired by showing them that the music still continues. And it is such an uncertain time. But I know that when we come back, music teachers are going to be possibly even more in demand than they are now because students will be looking for that release, that creative experience. Um, And I think that as music teachers, we need to make sure we use this time to refresh, to innovate, to plan ahead and to get excited about the future. We mustn't just sit back and, and kind of carry on and put work online and we, we must remember that when the students come back to us in July or in September, they're going to be absolutely desperate to get playing together again, singing in choirs. And so I think music is really going to be in the forefront of the agenda going forward. I'm just so proud to be part of uh, Music Teachers Association. And I know that we're going to be sharing lots of resources and information over the coming weeks. So do look out for that. Um, and please do see my blog for not only my coronavirus blogs, but um, several other blogs that maybe help you um, or your students. But message to all music teachers is just look after yourselves it's been a crazy week and um, I never could have expected this this year but the one thing um, that I have seen this week is just music in the forefront whether it be on the BBC News or whether it be all over Twitter music has been the thing that has brought people together and um, I've had a chance to have my big band and my orchestra playing for staff and students in school you may have seen it on on Facebook Um, and it's just shown that music is really at the heart of where I work but I think music is at the heart of our education system, our young people, our nation and our world. And I truly believe that as music educators, we have an opportunity to shape the lives of young people and to shape generations of young people that go through our school. So keep going, keep in touch, don't do it alone. Um, If you're not a member of MTA, then join because you get to be part of a massive staff room, virtual staff room of people around the country. But just let's unite, let's support each other. And I wish you all the very best through this crisis. Thank you to James Manwaring for those inspiring words, positive as ever. His blog can be found at manwaringmusic.blog and he's posting regular videos on Facebook too. Really helpful, so thank you, James. And frankly, we all need to be positive, don't we? On the day that the government announced that all exams would be cancelled, I I felt a bit like the supporter of a football team who lost a playoff final by a blameless goal in the 95th minute. Completely deflated, exhausted, angry, but with no one to be angry with. Very low ebb. But the next day pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and accept that what's happened has happened, we can't change it, so we must embrace it. It's not forever, but it may well force some of us a bit stuck in our ways to embrace and harness technology and software that we've been aware of but perhaps haven't explored. I include myself in this, so please don't feel patronised. Perhaps there are some archaic teaching methods that will now bite the dust in favour of the new, as we now, very rare for us, have a little more time to investigate. Let's be positive. And speaking of positive actions, here's just a quick look at what the MTA is doing for you at the moment. Every Friday, there's an e-bulletin with headlines of the week's changes and a message from the MTA president, Simon Toyne. And as James mentioned a minute ago, there's the MTA staff room group on Facebook. It'd be great to see some sharing of ideas on there. If you're not already a member of the MTA, now is the perfect time to join. Full information is available at musicteachers.org or by emailing us media at musicteachers.org. As we sail these uncharted waters together, it'd be wonderful to hear from you about how you're getting on, any resources you've discovered, and perhaps what we can do for you. All you need to do is email me, Patrick Johns, at the email address media at musicteachers.org. Thank you for listening to Teaching Notes, the Music Teachers Association podcast, and be sure to catch the next edition next week. Until then, goodbye.